Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Shelby, on the line with us. Frank, uh, it's good to have you again, even if we only talk to you a couple times a week. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. First of all, let's mention what's coming up. We're going to start off with uh, our good friend Scott Brown, who's, uh, well, I keep forgetting his title, something about the Western Regional uh, Promotions Manager for Dodge Ram. And, of course, uh, Fiat Chrysler, and they own about, you know, I think they're the largest car company in the world now. But, yeah, uh, I think they are. But uh, And... Don't we both want to have his job? Well, yeah, yeah. He he <laughs> does have a tendency to move around a lot, and of course he he likes to take those uh, you know take those uh, jeeps and ram trucks on test drives, and uh, you know he manages to get uh, gets his line in the water once in a while. Yeah. But uh, no, it's going to be very exciting because he just got back from the Detroit Auto Show. And that's, well, we'll talk about it. We don't want to tell you too much about it. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Anyway, um, what else? What is that? Oh, anyway, uh, we've got uh, um, uh, some trips coming up we want to talk about. And if you've got any trips that you don't have and you'd like to have, please give us a call or email or text or something. And you can always do that through fishhunttalkradio.com or just fishtalkradio.com. Keep it real simple. Yeah. Uh, we'll get in touch with you. But we've got our trip coming up in July, which is uh, we're just getting it going. And um, last year we had to turn people away because they didn't get in soon enough. So try and get in touch with us. It's a heck of a deal. Everybody knows you go to Alaska, it's about $1,000 a day. Five nights and this whole whole package, all inclusive, is about two grand. So don't want to miss that. That's July 23rd to the 28th. And let's see what else. Well, I guess it's about time to, um, to take a break and uh, uh, come back. And it's only three minutes. So we're going to take a quick break. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen anytime you want. Uh, we're on Sirius XM on uh, tomorrow it's, or on uh, Saturday mornings at uh, 9 Pacific, 12 Eastern on channel 211. We'll be right back. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. With a long pedigree, the Snow Bee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snow Bee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snow Bee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com.
Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby, on the line. And we have our very special guest, who I'm very anxious to talk to, uh, Scott Brown. And Scott, I don't know, I never get your title right, but I think you're Western <laughs> Regional Promotions Manager or something like that. Is that close? Yeah, you know, yeah, close enough. Fiat Chrysler, best car company in the world, and I'm the West Region PR Manager. So, okay. Um, communication stuff on the West Coast. Yeah, well, you certainly will communicate. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to tell you, I don't know how you lucked into that job, but Fiat is such an incredible company. Uh, and what they've done you know, when, you know, Chrysler was, you know, basically bankrupt and Mercedes came in, they couldn't do anything with them. And then uh, when Fiat took over uh, the whole operation, what a difference. They really make some quality cars and trucks. Yeah, you know, I've I've been with Chrysler one way or another since 1989. So mm-hmm. I go back to the Lee Iacocca days. And, oh yeah, and I can tell you the the relationship the the partnership yeah. with the relationship with Fiat has been phenomenal. Yeah, well, and you know, they're I believe they're probably the largest car company in the world, aren't they? Well, no, I mean we're the fifth, sixth, or seventh. You know, there's a couple big behemoths that are are significantly above us. You know, yeah. the Volkswagens of the world, the General yeah. Motors of the world. Um, you know, but we're we're you know between you know all of Fiat's brands. You know, yeah, we're 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 significant. Yeah, well, it's you know all the way from that. You know that little uh, Fiat 500 is a pretty neat little car. Yeah, I was, t- I was yeah, talking. I it, was a guy at a gas station. I started talking to him about it. He loves it. You know, yeah. peppy, and you know, it's got plenty of power. And you know, Santa Maria from here is about oh sixty, at least sixty miles. Um, he can run up there and come back on three gallons of gas. Nice. Well, and there's an electric version of that car, and it's considered one of the. You know the, the the best small electric cars. You know wow. you get about eight, eighty five miles of range, and it's peppy and it's fun. And yeah. some people even consider the five hundred E. You know the best of the five hundred. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, we also fun, we I also also heard a rumor that they're going to put a turbocharger in that. Well, they do. Yeah, and I think actually the turbo is is the standard motor now for for yeah. eighteen and nineteen. I think for eighteen it became the standard motor. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, that's the case for nineteen as well. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> what we really want to talk to you about, obviously, is uh, Fiat, Chrysler, Plymouth, Dodge, Ram, and you know Alpha and <laughs> all the rest of them. But uh, you just got back from the Detroit Auto Show, which is, you know, it, you know it's the uh, it's it's the granddaddy. It's it's pretty much one of the the biggest and uh, you know most um, important uh, in the automotive business, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, you know, auto show seem to be um, evolving a little bit, but yeah, Detroit major yeah one of the major auto shows in the world okay well give us a report i mean there's so many things happening you know boards ford is uh, teaming up with volkswagen and everybody seems to be jumping on the the e-vehicles um and the auto drive cars that right. uh, things are moving so fast i'm not i think to me they maybe they're moving a little too fast but uh give me a, kind of an overview of what you were able to experience in detroit well, let me uh, let me let me preclude that by saying that you know the week before I was able to spend the week with with uh, some of our friends in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show, which oh. is considered one one of the largest right. you know tech shows in the world, mm-hmm. one of the most important tech shows in the world, and so to go from that, which was yeah. absolutely we were talking about autonomy, yeah. um, semi-autonomy, yeah. electric, you know, advanced powertrains. Um, and in our presence there, Fiat Chrysler's presence at there, and we had a Ram truck, we had a Jeep Gladiator, we had a, 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 a plug-in hybrid minivan, and then we had the Waymo fully autonomous um, Pacifica hybrid. And Waymo is the Google entity that's making, um, that is taking technology and their autonomy um, wow. um, technology and applying it to to um, to a minivan, to an electric minivan that we have. Wow. Um, and, and and then at Detroit last week or earlier this week at Detroit, we not only did we win um, NACTOY, North American Truck of the Year, with the Ram 1500. So the 2018 Ram, um, the all new Ram, uh, you know, 1501 North American Truck of the Year, and that was against the GM and and the and the Fords. 
Um, but our heavy duties, we've got a new heavy duty for 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and what we announced with that was a, a heavy duty truck with the Cummins motor now has a thousand pound feet of torque. Um, and Man, you could the, be great for pulling tree stumps. <laughs> well, you know, tree stumps, you know, big boats, I mean, monster yeah. boats. You can now tow a boat over 30, the, the trailer is over 35,000 pounds out of a 3,500. Obviously, wow. something that's going to be a gooseneck or a, or, a, yeah. or a fifth wheel. But, yeah, you get a, you can get a truck now that will tow over 36,000 pounds. The payload is, I don't even remember what the payload is, 7,600 pounds, and that's only And that's pounds. only a 1,500. That's no, that's a thirty-five. Okay, that's right, heavy, right, yeah. That's that the heavy duty. Yeah. The fifteen hundred still has the smaller diesel engine, oh. that three-liter. Um, you know, more in the ten or eleventh mm-hmm. range. But but the new big Cummins and our new heavy duties, which will launch later this year. You know, um, a thousand pound feet of torque out of that you know, six point seven liter Cummins. And what, what kind of mileage do they get? Just out of curiosity. You know, we we haven't announced that yet, and and you typically with heavy duty trucks you don't because no. there's variables that come into that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's 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 pretty dang good for especially when you consider what it can do. Yeah. Um, you know, but going back to the consumer electronics show. You know, I like to tell people that, uh, you know, we didn't show a lot of crazy technology, right? We, we weren't, people were talking about how there's sensors in cars that sense right. your mood and will change the lighting. Yeah. And make, yeah. make the car smell different based yeah. on, you know, how, whatever you are. Um, you know, I like to tell people that when you came into our booth at CES, that it's the reality-based booth. And there's a lot of advanced technology that's been developed for autonomy and semi-autonomous vehicles. But that technology is boiling down to be technology that is, is safety tech, whether mm-hmm. it's you know, parking assist, whether it's blind spot monitors, adaptive cruise control with forward collision monitoring. So if cars stop in front of you and you don't sense it, the car will automatically brake. Um, all of that technology that's been kind of developed for, for autonomous vehicles is now being made available as safety technology oh. um, and, and available almost across the board in our products. Well, a quick question. Um, this is just an opinion if, uh, that I might ask mm-hmm. you. Is the you know the, the, all the manufacturers are such in a heated rush to get into this to be the forefront in the field? But um, realistically, how far are we away uh, in years from that being the standard? So, you know, again, this is my opinion, and you mentioned it, and I'm going to, this is this is the opinion of Scott Brown, not the opinion of Fiat Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology is coming faster than what I think regulators will allow. You know, oh. the government is, the, the government is very involved in whether it's emissions control, safety control, um, regulatory fee, regulatory issues on cars are just, mm-hmm. you might expect, endless. Mm-hmm. Um I think the technology is coming a lot faster than what we are going to be able to regulate. Mm-hmm. If you look at you know autonomous vehicles, you know road conditions. You have to have better lines painted on the road. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have we have to we have to improve infrastructure. Um, you know the regulatory, the responsibilities, the liabilities. Okay, if you get into an accident with an autonomous vehicle, oh, yeah. who's going to be responsible? Who's going to be responsible? Yep. There's so much that has to happen on a regulatory standpoint. So, what, are we moving in that direction? Absolutely. Do I think we're quite a ways off? Yes, I do because mm-hmm. we have to work through a lot of regulatory stuff. Right. Well, and, and also, you never want to buy the first year of a new model anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well. <laughs> So those things have changed. That yeah. absolutely has changed. You know, rarely do you have an all, all, all new vehicle, right? Yeah. You typically, what you're doing is doing bits yeah. and pieces of the vehicles at, right. at different given times. So if you've got a new vehicle, actually the engine may be carryover, yeah. but but the, the chassis may be new or the yeah. seat metal may be new. Right. So rarely do you do everything at once. It's it's bits and pieces, and you roll that well, out over two or three or four years, or you do it three years apart. Yeah. Hey, hey, Scott, um, we're, we're just about out of time, but i got so many questions to ask you. Uh, if you don't mind, let's try and get you back on in, in the next couple of weeks and, and talk more about great. this. Lots but, of stuff uh, to talk about. I, you, know, you sure do. <laughs> I didn't even get started. But anyway, appreciate that very much, Scott. And uh, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and uh, hear it as many times as you want. Maybe you'll learn something from Scott. Appreciate that. Talk to you soon, Scott.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Moir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and, of course, our host, Frank Selby. Frank, guess who, yes. guess who we've got on the line? Jason. So, Jason, yes. yes. Sir. Yeah. Jason, first thing out of the gate, tell them your website, then we'll start asking you all the great okay. questions. Okay, great. Um, my website is uh, grandtarpon.com, and that's G-R-A-N-D-E. T-A-R-P-O-N dot com. And uh, you also fish for a lot of other fish like snook, uh, uh, sea trout. Yeah, I'm on the west coast of Florida. I'm in the Tampa Bay area. Um, I'm mainly uh, I'm around uh, Anna Maria Island, um, down to Boca Grande, uh, Tampa Bay a lot. And we, we have all kinds of fish to fish for around here, and it's kind of seasonal and what's the best bite and what do you want to catch um inshore we have a redfish snook and trout are our main three really um yeah those are our big uh that redfish was uh more of a freshwater isn't it uh no it's a coastal fish it goes all the way from texas all the way to north carolina Uh the big uh tournament red drum people yeah it's very hard fighting, good tasting, great fish to catch. Oh yeah, get that New Orleans uh, uh, blackened uh, redfish. You got it. There you go. Yeah. One quick question: Do you have yes, a slot sir. limit there in Florida? Yes, we do. For redfish, it's 18 to 27 inches, and it's uh, one per person. Mm-hmm. So they keep a tight leash on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're a hoot of land. 
Yes, yes, they are, especially on light tackle. We use uh, light tackle inshore gear, um, you know, some medium action rods and some, like, little 3000 series spinning gear to catch them, and uh, it's a hoot. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Frank is not going to go for any of that. He's, he doesn't use anything but a fly, and he catches fish. <laughs> he likes He'll let me on his boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but how's uh, what's the b- uh, best time to go tarpon fishing for you? Um, our our main push of migratory fish starts showing up in May, and they're here through August. Um, you can catch them earlier in um, April, um, and you can catch them sometimes late into September and October. Um, but uh, the main push of them is May, June, and July. Well, it, it's that, uh, getting close to that time to start making some reservations. And, yeah, you I'm, know, uh, you're I'm a already small operation. Book, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to book some good dates already. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like uh, the sea trout and the snook, what's the best time to fish for them? Um, spring and spring, summer, fall. Mm-hmm. Um, they open the season snook. They close. They have a pretty short season. They're open usually March first through the end of April, just for two months, and then they open them again in the fall, September first, mm. usually through December. Mm. Um, and uh, that's another hard slot fish. Their slot is uh, 28 to 33 inches, and you only can keep one per person. And um, you can catch a hundred little guys. And a few monsters, but catching that one slot fish is uh, it's always tough. Mm-hmm. So you just um, go ahead, John. No, I said you just uh, but if there's plenty there. But uh, I live on the West Coast, and you know most of the stuff you're talking about, I don't even have a clue what it is. But you do also <laughs> you do also have you know most all of the uh, uh, pelagic tropical uh, dorado, which you called um, for some stupid reason a dolphin fish, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know marlin and and the rest of the pelagics. We do. Um because the gulf is so shallow for so far, mm-hmm. um, you have to go about 25 miles out to hit 100 feet of water. Oh. Um, right by the Tampa Bay. So to catch the big pelagics, you got to go way out there. Okay. Um, there are guys that do that. They're running big boats with triples and stuff like that, and they're going fast and going far. Um, we do get some blackfin tuna. We get uh, cobia, kingfish, and um, they come in close, and you know which you can catch in a in a bay boat and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, we get grouper and snapper and a bunch of reef uh, reef species of fish um, that we catch all year long, and uh, those are great when the weather's fantastic. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like the water would stay pretty flat and calm then most of the time. It does. Uh, it gets big chop. It gets really annoying big chop. And uh, I run a 24-foot bay boat uh, with a tower. So I pick my days and I can go offshore. Um, but uh, when it gets snotty out there, it's just not fun. Yeah. Yeah, but you can, but you can, you can fish year-round, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing about living in Florida. It's great. Um, mm-hmm. Even right now, it's been really cold, and our water temperature is still 62. So, yeah. I mean, there's still plenty of fish eating right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the magic number from there on up. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. just kind of have to manipulate, you know, kind of roll with what's happening. When the water temperature drops, we just kind of shift what we're fishing for. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of sheep's head and black drum and big trout that mm-hmm. like to feed when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go offshore, we're catching uh, hogfish and snapper and Key West grunts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so you kind of lay off the snook in the winter, and the redfish are still around, but they're back in the rivers and trying to stay warm and things like that. Okay. Well, let's go go back a little bit to tarpon. Uh, mm. You know, for you know, people, you know, for a lot of people, that is the ultimate fishing. It's and by they, far my favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, when they take a hook in their mouth, they they don't like it. No, no, they jump like crazy. They they'll peel a hundred yards of line off in ten seconds. It's you got to chase them down with a boat. It's mm-hmm. it's a hoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, what's is there a range on those? Of course, tarpon is normally a catch-and-release fish, isn't it? 
Yes, sir. Um, you can keep them if you buy a tag. Uh, it's a fifty dollars tag to keep one. Um, the only reason people would keep them really is to the mount them, and uh, now yeah. they're making a lot of fiberglass and airbrushing them, so it doesn't, you know, nobody's really killing them that much anymore. Yeah, you just uh, you bring it up, take the dimensions, and, you know, you... Uh, Snap just, a couple pictures, yeah. and... Somebody's already got a mold made for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. what, what's the average tarpon at uh, the peak of the season that you hook and land? Um, anywhere from... I'd say the average is probably around 100 pounds, but we catch them anywhere from 80 to 200 Whoa. pretty consistently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but most of them, I'd say the average male size is around 100 pounds, and then some of the big females are, you know. Yeah. We lost a couple of monsters last year. Right. Well, and they, they'll come up and dance on their tails. And look, yeah. and look at you like, no no way you're going to get me. <laughs> yeah. They golf here a, a lot to breathe, so they, they're they oh. one of the strongest fighting fish around, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, they have a like a prehistoric air bladder, so they can gulp air, and it goes right into their bloodstream. And they just, you know, if they gulp, it's like, hang on, you know, they're about yeah. to take off. And sure enough, you can count to ten, and then they, you know, there yeah. goes the line again. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what was your most favorite a client that got a tarpon that yeah, sticks in your mind. There's always one or two of them that we always remember no matter what. Oh, it's hard to say. Um, you don't have to my, say their name. Yeah, one of my repeat customers was on a mission to catch a tarpon for, I don't know, seven or eight years. And he had been to the Keys. He'd been down to Boca Grande. He'd been all over the place catching trying to catch tarpon and he'd hooked uh, you know 20 or 30 of them and he'd never landed one well he brought his kids up here one night and we went out for an afternoon crab flush and we jumped 12 and got seven to the boat and uh he's been my biggest you know uh wow. biggest fan ever since mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't blame him if you get yeah. seven in a day that's unbelievable sometimes. yeah and this this was just a half a half day afternoon trip and they, they just every bay you got in the water got bit and it mm -hmm. was just one of those days that everything lined up yep well, like That's I said, you, you know, when 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 you go fishing, uh, you know, you get some, you know, fun days on the water, and you, and then you also get some days where you actually catch fish. But you know, that's why I always suggest if somebody wants to go someplace to go fishing, they want to go for one day. I says no, no, don't go for one day because you might hit it lucky and you might not. You want to go for three days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well make a trip out of it. You know, mm -hmm. really enjoy it, get the best out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if somebody wants to come down there and fish with you, that's grandtarpon.com, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, and if they want to come down and get in touch with you, you can probably get them fixed up with lodging and meals and anything else that they need some help with. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You can make some good suggestions, correct? Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, Anna Maria Island is a beautiful place to stay you can bring your whole family and uh you know it's, we've got some of the best beaches um we're not far from um siesta key which has been the number one beach in i don't know how many years hmm. in the united states and that's just 20 minutes down the road mm -hmm. we're not far from orlando so you can bring your kids to disney for the day like there's all kinds of things to do around yeah send send them there and you go out <laughs> exactly there you, you know. go <laughs> Yeah, leave them in the hotel there and come down and go, go fishing every day. <laughs> Send the wife and kids to Disney, and uh, we'll be fishing for the day. Yeah, and you mentioned, I don't have time for it, but you mentioned uh, crab crustaceans are, are uh, some of the uh, best around, too, aren't they? Yes, sir. Uh, to, to eat? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, if you want to go and get some. Yeah, like right now we, uh, we're in the middle of stone crab season, and mm. uh, they're, they're my favorite mm -hmm. crab seed, I think. Oh, yeah. By far. That's great. Okay, well, we're going to have to uh, let you go this time, Jason, but we appreciate that report from uh, uh, southern Florida and fishing in the Gulf. So if you want to go to fishtalkradio.com, you can listen to Jason as many times as you want, and we appreciate, and uh, hopefully somebody will give you a call. And uh, Appreciate having you on, Jason. Well, yeah, thank, thank you, so you Jason. All right. thank, thank you, you for you. saving me this week. There you go. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we got to go, but to go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to us as many times as you want.
A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we have our host Frank Selby, and we're going to have some fun. Fun. We a ha- lot of fun. <laughs> fun. We, we have Matt, uh, Western Regional Sales Manager for Mustad, and then uh, we also have Reed that handles uh, OEM sales, and so all those lures and uh, you know things that you buy that have hooks in them, guess where they came from? But... Uh, Anyway, but before I, I get going, I know that, you know, Mustad is ubiquitous, but I didn't realize how big you guys are. You've got uh, just real quick numbers. You've got how many different items, and uh, you're, you're apparently about one out of three hooks that are sold in the world are Mustad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. you, you got it. You got it right there, John. Yeah, we have about over five thousand part numbers. Whoa. I believe we're sold in 170 countries um, all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. we've been we've been making fish hooks for about 141 years. Um, with our with our company actually being in business mm-hmm. longer than that, our company being in business about 177 years, Whoa. starting by making uh, nails and some of those other other types of products before we got into fishing hooks. So, yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, well, I uh, I want to learn everything I can about hooks. I put a line in the water once or twice, but there's uh, I think there's a lot of confusion and misunderstanding um, about hooks because there doesn't seem to be uh, a, uh, a standard. So, you know, companies may change in different times. But what I'd like to know is a little bit more about Mustad, uh, what you do, how you operate, and how do you do it? Yeah, so basically, uh, Mustad is the oldest and largest fish hook manufacturer in the world. We actually uh, invented the automated, the original automated uh, hook 
you know, manufacturing machines back uh, in 1877. So one of the big things for us is we're the only manufacturer in the world that actually uh, makes its own wire. So we produce our own wire, goes to the factory, and then uh, we have, you know, 600 employees working 24-7 basically with a whole bunch of machines cranking out push-ups all day long every day. Wow. That's incredible. So the, uh, you have, in other words, just uh, taking some wire and hardening it, but you guys actually source everything yourself uh, to your standards. Yeah, so we, I mean, the, the wire factory is really important because we actually can control, you know, the, the speed that we're drawing the wire, the carbon content, the grain, which really, well, that makes it so that the product, uh, you know, is devoid of any flaws. We can really, you know, our QC is very stringent on our wire which, you know, in turn makes a better hook uh, mm-hmm. in production down, down the line to the consumer. Well, from my experience, uh, there's other companies out there that make a really good product. But, uh, you know, some of the, you know, the Japanese companies, but they're extremely expensive. And I must add, I think you can get the same or better quality at, uh, because the, the amount that you do, you, sell, you can sell them at a, at a more reasonable price. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point. You know, by obviously our, our capacity is, is so high that we can keep prices competitive. Uh, and also, kind of as Reed alluded to, we also own um, all of our different manufacturing plants um, across the world. So that is also a, a great benefit for us, obviously having the high quality control um, and being able to, you know, keep keep our margins small and, and pass those savings off to the consumer. Okay. Well, if you guys don't mind, let's start talking a little bit about fishing hooks and whether Matt or Reed just, you know, jump in. But uh, there's, well, let me let me try and form a question. What are probably the most five the five most popular types of hooks? Wow, that's a that's a good question. Uh, John. <laughs> um, you know, we we try to categorize stuff based on you know technique um, and, and species more than anything. But uh, you know, obviously, you have your treble hooks, your you know your single hooks for like worm fishing, lure fishing, um, you know, made for holding plastics. Live bait hooks, fly fishing hooks. There you go. Uh, what, what else am I missing? That's four. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's go a little bit more before we start confusing people too much. Um, you have your own standards, and most of the industry kind of follows similar rules, but let's talk about size of hooks mm-hmm. and how is that measured? Yeah, I mean, not, the sizes are well. The numbers, on, on, you know, you get, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like a three or a five or a five aught or whatever it is. Yep. How do you, how do you determine what, uh, what size a hook is? Yeah, no, sizes are all done on a, on a number scale. Again, as as has been alluded to, you know, not a whole lot of standardization across the industry. However, you know, we have our own pretty strict strict standard that we stick to. And I mean, you know, in our in our company, we make hooks all the way from a like say a size 22 uh, dry fly hook for if you were fly fishing and trying to imitate a, a small gnat or a mosquito, all the way up to hooks that are you know larger than your computer monitor that could be used <laughs> for catching a great white shark. Yeah. It's uh, pretty pretty incredible to see the the range that we can produce on. Mm-hmm. And then and all the number you have all your numbers in between. So you know your tiny ones, say a size 20, 22 for dry fly fishing. When you well, get to that but what uh, is, size one, yes. then skip to a one aught, yeah. two aught, three aught, and then you go up from there. Okay, but so what, what, ten what aught. Is, is, yeah, is there is there any such thing as what those numbers represent? I mean, yeah, um, okay. The higher the number, usually the smaller the hook size is. Twenty-two is numbers, real small. Correct. Am I correct? Yeah, when you're in your base numbers, that's correct. Uh, you know, your single-digit numbers. So, you know, uh, a one would be the largest. And as you go two, four, six, eight, those are all getting smaller. Once you get in the aught sizes, it works opposite. So it yeah. starts at one aught, and then it goes two aught, three aught, four aught, mm-hmm. five aught, all the way up for us to a 27 aught. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the line. Once you're in the aught sizes, it goes up. When you know when you're in the single digits, it's going down. Well, is this is there's so many questions, and we can't possibly cover it all. But um, how do you determine what 
hook to use. Obviously, you've got an idea what kind of fish you're after, but can, is there such a thing as a general answer as to what type of use, what type of hook for different uh, types of fish? I don't know if there would be so much different kinds of, I mean, there are definitely hooks that work for different fish, but we try to always point people in the direction of matching it towards the bait or the technique that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you're if you're live bait fishing, you match the size of the bait that you're using to, to the hook. If you're worm fishing uh, or like artificial, you know, fishing, you, you use a hook that kind of matches or balances the plastic really well so that, you know, it, when the fish eats it, it's going to have the right amount of space to you know to get stuck in the fish's mouth but not too big to where they can't eat it or or like weighs down the plastic or gets in the way okay and i want to throw one thing in there real quick uh like uh a lot of hooks you can have the same number but they have the wide gap and the small gap and it's still the same hook yeah that's definitely true there's lots of different shapes yeah, and a lot of things that you can say it's just for one thing, and guys will use it for eight different things, and they work great on mm-hmm. all of well, the eight ways. You know people in the fishing industry. We're very creative, so guys, yeah. that's one of the cool things about it is everybody kind of lets their imagination run wild, and, you know, they kind of dictate to us what, you know, the sky's the limit. What can you come up with or what techniques can you use for different, you know, for mm-hmm. different hooks? Mm-hmm. I got one more thing to say, and I will keep my mouth shut the rest of the way. <laughs> I I love to take a hook out of the pack and rub it across my fingernail, and eighty nine percent of the time it'll hook with a mustad hook. Yep, that's a that's, that's a great that's point. great. You know, mustad mustad does have some pretty state of the art technologies that and I, work. I've had I people have. say their hooks were a lot better. And the, the, you'd drag them across your nail, and they wouldn't hook. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't grab. Yeah, yeah. We we have some really amazing technologies that you know when we're when we're in the hook sharpening process, we can actually make our hooks sharper mm-hmm. than a lot of competitors while taking less material off. So you're not you're not necessarily sacrificing you know the the strength or the width of the point of that hook with sharpness. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's some proprietary technology that Mustat does have uh, in our in our ultra point line of hooks that mm-hmm. can make those things extra extra sharp but still have a super super strong wire uh, to them. Okay, and can we just talk for a minute more about hooks is you know basically you've got a shank and a pointy end. <laughs> And when you you measure the the shank, uh, and then you also measure the distance from the uh, the point of the hook to the shank. Right. So that's called gap. Okay. Uh, the distance from the shank to the point is the gap. So mm-hmm. that's how much space you have available to to hook the fish with. And then uh, obviously you have your barb, you have your eye, and another really important one is, is what we call the bite or the throat, and that's basically the distance from the point to the bottom of the bend of the hook. Mm-hmm. So that's how deep, basically, the hook goes back for mm-hmm. once the fish is, you know, once it's in the fish's mouth, how much space is there, you know, to right. kind of lock the, lock the fish down at the bottom. Well, and just a, maybe a, a quick tip uh, or two is, you know, people, depending what type of fishing they do, now, if you're fly fishing and you get just the tiniest little nibble, if you don't react immediately, you won't even know there was a fish there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are, you know, sometimes you don't want to set the hook. And I was talking about, we haven't talked about circle hooks. And, you know, what that's probably the most revolutionary thing that's come by in the last 15 years or so. Uh, but can you describe real quick uh, the purpose and how a circle hook works? Yeah, so circle hooks, um, you know, they're made kind of for that conservation effort. There's a lot less likelihood to, you know, to for it to get stuck down deep in the fish's throat. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, basically, whenever you're using a circle hook and you do feel something eat, you just want a nice steady retrieve until you feel the, the rod load itself up and then just kind of go ahead and put that bend in it. 
Okay. Um, and we, you know, we make a, a full range of circle hooks. We, we're one of the original circle hook oh. uh, developers, mm-hmm. and uh, we have you know we have a couple things that are really unique with our circle hook. Oh yeah. Um, well, with, uh, we're going to have to get going, but you know, with the pelagics, everybody uses circle hooks now. Mm-hmm. You, start, you, you start to see them on other things, but we're going to come right back to that. We have to take a quick break. If you guys don't mind hanging in for a couple of minutes, we'd appreciate it. And we're going to come back and try and uh, bring it all together if we can. But there's just too much to do in shorter time. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby, and we have two of the most knowledgeable hook guys in the world. Uh, the largest hook manufacturer, Mustad, and these guys are uh, uh, probably experts in what they do. And we're just kind of talking off the air a little bit. There's just so many questions, but we've only got a couple of minutes left that we can talk to you about. And I even forget where we were when we left. But, uh, you know, we're talking about circle hooks, and you don't set the hook. You know, you just, as uh, was it uh, Matt said? That you just, just start winding. Yeah, just start winding until you feel it load up. Then you can put some pressure on it. But, and I guess the reason for that is um, fish don't usually walk up, or walk up, swim up to a, a, a bait and start chewing on it. They have it, you know, what they like to do is, cause especially when they're in schools, they'll grab the bait and run away. And that's why a circle hook works. You want to explain that? Yeah, so basically, you know, the circle hook is designed so that uh, as the fish starts swimming away, it, it slides back, you know, basically starts sliding back out of their mouth, and then the point will catch in the corner of their mouth and roll itself into place. 
Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why, you know, on all of our circle hooks, we use a point that is actually three degrees below parallel. So it helps it roll in place. And that was designed with, you know, the Billfish Foundation and NOAA and a lot of years of trial and error to come up with the perfect mm-hmm. you know, angle mixture so that you, you're going to so reduce the, the amount of gut hook fish. Okay, so that's the angle of the very tip? The very tip of the point. If you look at them, it, it actually points down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you look at this thing and you go, that, that ain't going to work. It'll pull right out. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know who thought it of doesn't. it. I don't know who thought of it, but, uh, man, it's they've just completely taken over the sport fishing industry. In the, in Someone the, a lot uh, smarter open. than you and I. Yeah. Well, do you ever use, <laughs> do you ever, do you ever use circle hooks <laughs> in freshwater? Yeah, we have a lot of uh, – it's becoming a lot more popular for shiner fishing, but in the catfish market, it mm. has become very popular for guys that are catfishing, especially in the last few years. Mm. Um, you know, it, it really helps. They got big hard mouths, big lips, and the yeah. hook really does a good job. Yeah. Um, also making sure that they don't get off. Well, there's you know, you know, a couple of advantages. First of all, when a uh, circle hook is hooked, it, it, uh, it goes right into the bone. And that's you know that's that you've probably got a good chance at landing the fish. Um, but uh, the other thing is, is that because it is like in the bone or the gum or whatever it is, it's real easy just to reach in and pull it out if you're going to release the fish. Sure. There's also there's a there's a lot smaller chance of fatally hooking a fish like that. Mm-hmm. Too, you're you're basically guaranteeing you're going to get it in the side of the mouth every time. Yeah. Versus running the risk of a of a fish swallowing the hook and yeah. having something something bad happen. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. When you when it goes down there, you can be as careful as you can, but the chances are that fish is not going to live. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quick question: When is that new hook coming out, or if is it already out? Yes, yeah, so oh, the, the triangle wire hook. Uh, we actually launched that at ICAST last year, and they are actually in stock and shipping as of the uh, first of the year, so mm-hmm. just the last couple of weeks. Okay. Oh, goody. Yeah. How about some free samples? There you go. Uh, we need, I, I might know a guy. Yeah, well, we got okay. we got a lot of listeners out there that would love to get some samples. But uh, we're just we're just about out of time. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's no point in giving uh, a contact information because Mustad is everywhere. But, you know, sure. M-U-S-T-A-D, all you got to do is, is log in somewhere and you, know, you can find your closest retailer or wherever it is you want to do. But uh, they're certainly the biggest and the best. And we really appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thank you. And you guys said it right. We are everywhere. But if you guys are, if anyone listening and looking for more information, we did just recently relaunch our website. You can check it out, mustad-fishing.com. If you can see all the products. I'm sorry, that was, was, I'll say that again. I'm sorry, it was mustad-dash. Yep, mustad-fishing. Okay, all right, perfect. Uh, That sounds great. There's also also a dealer locator on there, too, so it's always good to see those in person. Right. Well, we have to go. Hope you don't mind coming back on again. Uh, We we had a lot more to talk about. All right, you are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to the website.